Welcome, friends, to the Mr. Mike Podcast, Wrong Answers Only. Mr. Mike is on a mission to explore the unique stories of inspiring personalities from different career paths. On this podcast, I interview guests from all kinds of backgrounds and discuss their life experiences, successes, and failures. Every episode is an insightful, engaging conversation that will leave listeners feeling inspired and entertained. I hope you enjoy this interview. I realized I had none of your social media accounts, and uh, digital locations, whether you had a website or this, that's why I was doing some digging and I was looking around. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll let you plug your, your social medias after, but because uh, I've, I've done a bunch of interviews and I, I make files for everybody, and I'm like, okay, I got their information, I got set up, so it's all good. You're here. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing today? Yeah, not too bad. How's everything? In, you're in Canada? I'm in Canada. I'm in Quebec. So it's, uh, it's, okay. it's uh, okay. yeah, it's warm today, but it's supposed to rain, and, you know, can't complain. The weather's been uh, pretty good. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, you? Nice. In- um, well, it's early morning here, so... Where are you? Lo- you're in UK. No, I'm in Australia. What? So it's it's 4 a.m. <laughs> okay, you're in Australia. It's 4 a.m. Okay, so wow. Do you have a cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah, I boiled the kettle. I had a tea. <laughs> okay, a tea. Okay, fair enough. I'm still drinking my coffee from 8 o'clock this morning. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Not to keep you up too long, because you may want to go back and have a nap. Well, let's uh, we'll talk about you. Let's get into it a little bit. So, what I do know is that you were studying uh, health, right? You're a health, you're a health student. You have your hearing impaired. You have 50, you lost fifty percent of your hearing in both ears, and you're into fashion. So, which we want to go back and talk about your education first. You wanna, how you want to become a nurse? You want to become a doctor? What's the story? Well, actually, I didn't really want to become a nurse or a doctor. Ah. <laughs> Culturally, so I'm also Filipino and, you know, being Asian, we've got a certain reputation to be a nurse or a doctor, a lawyer, you know, all that sort of stuff. But for me, I was always a creative person. So I was like, oh, you know, but then actually if someone inspired me, there was a man who came to a university called um, Dr. Dennis Mukawichi. He won Nobel Peace Prize, I believe it's 2018, and he's from the Congo. But they created a foundation called Pansy Foundation, where it's about rehabilitating those in the community who have been through, because the Congo's been in a war for so long. So they've been rehabilitating people to uh, get back into the community from that traumatic experience. And so he actually inspired me to do health because I wasn't sure what I was going to do once I finished my undergraduate and everything. And so, yeah, a lot of the stuff I wanted to do, I don't know if you've seen any movies like um, Hotel Rwanda. There's, yeah, so it's kind of like the stuff that they do uh, with the Red Cross. So they have all those camps and things. So that was the kind of field I wanted to get into. Um, so that was pretty much where the health side come of it because most of it is medical related anyway. And so 
I just did, I'm just doing like health management as a master's. And so, yeah, that's pretty much where I started with that. And yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. You're like, I didn't want to do it at first, but turns out it's a good idea in the end. Yeah. And it was leading towards, um, you know, just hearing uh, the, uh, Dr. Dennis's story, you know, I was like, oh, okay. You know, there's other ways to kind of get into that field. So yeah. Cur- currently, are you working? while you were going through school? I'm so I work at the daycare center, so as much as I love the kids, I have been doing it for way too long and I think I'm pretty much done. But I've gone also back to working in event jobs. So it's basically just, you know, we do like wine sampling, cheese sampling, those kind of things. So yeah, I'm just doing that on the on the side. And then there's a few other things that seem to be happening now. And so I've gone back into, during the pandemic, went back into fashion and set because it was just nothing much to do during lockdown. <laughs> yeah, lockdown. Uh, what do we do? We were all fiddling our thumbs. Everybody created new projects, new yeah. hobbies, right? So you got into shoe fashion during the pandemic? Yeah, I went to, because I used to pretty much design shoes on on my computer which is almost like 10 years ago so i just i got selected for new york fashion week and so i was like oh okay well what are we gonna do like i already had a couple of shoes you know just i done but we didn't really have like a manufacturer but now we've got a manufacturer so yeah pretty much went from shoes and then once i got selected i was like oh well what else are we gonna showcase so we put like a cultural spin on on the fashion side of it so the brand's called beautifully diverse fashion so yeah and i model um in australia as well so it was basically i'd noticed there was a lot of there was a bit of a lack of diversity in Australia when it comes mm-hmm. to modeling. Like a lot of the, you know, back in the day, I guess, you know, people were one size, whereas now it's changed a lot with the processed food and all this sort of stuff. And so basically I was like, oh, we need to, we need to do something different. And a lot of the people I had seen that were coming into the model industry were, you know, yeah, plus size people. So then I was like, oh, I want to create something where it just includes everybody. Because, you know, in fashion, it's all about image. And a lot of young people are always looking at social media. They're like, oh, i got to be like this to be successful. So what I've done is basically just started from the beginning. We just basically have a team of people who are from all around the world and locally. And they basically do so many great things in the community. But they are of so many different sizes, ages. So our team was basically from age 16 to 50 and you know everybody was you know brought something different to the table some people were moms um soccer coaches we've had someone who was a survivor of domestic violence a former refugee all those sorts of things and so it was really to say to young people that all these people you see successful in what they do you know regardless of how they look like and so that was pretty much the message and especially with everything that's happened in the pandemic with Black Lives Matter, Asian hate, you know, we could all relate to it. We've lost someone to COVID, employment, whatever. So it was basically to say that we are pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. It, the pandemic has been um, an eye opener for a multitude of issues, especially uh, equality, equity, uh, racial diversity in, in regards to fashion the work for any and pretty much every sector that we can think of. So you bring up a good point. But what I wanted to get into for your your shoe fashion d- designing, you said 10 years ago, 
you were working on it a little bit. You kind of what you, you, you dabbled in it. But how did you get selected? Did you submit any of your work? How, how was the selection process? Um, well, actually, someone I knew, they said, oh, you should apply. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> Brisbane has like where I live in Australia is like only 2 million people, whereas New York has like 8 million people. I'm yeah. like, are you kidding me? What do you mean apply? So I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose, really, you know, and I didn't really expect to, to get in. So I wrote. Um, a bit of a, a blurb about, you know, what the brand is and what we wanted to do. So it was really, we actually got selected because of social change. So it really had nothing to do with the fashion at all. It was really about social change. And I think for the director, they were pretty much like they had always seen fashion, you know, as the same, the same show, people come out and all this sort of stuff. But then they really liked it because it was more than just about the fashion. It was actually about, you know, trying to make a difference. So yeah, that's why they, they picked us. And I was like, okay, well, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. But it, it's, it's happening in September, the fashion week. We, um, we've had to postpone it to February because half of our team, including myself, have lost, um, have lost somebody recently. So. Oh, sorry to hear. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So we pretty much, I'm going to postpone it to February. I believe it's early, early February. We're just kind of fine tuning the date, but I think Fashion Week in New York is like from the 8th to the 11th. So otherwise, yeah, we were aiming for September, but yeah, the circumstances have changed, but we had people flying in from, Ghana, Canada, Dominica, uh, Australia. There was a whole bunch of people from New Jersey or Houston. So we pretty much like in the last few months just lifted this off to now a local and global brand. Like even local organizations here in Brisbane, they, they want to work with us. I was like, oh, okay. I've been trying to get into this for ages, that organization. So yeah, it's pretty, it's been pretty amazing actually. And just the time difference, cause I was coordinating it with like almost six different time zones. So it was pretty, it was pretty full on. Yeah. I don't feel as bad now because, well, I feel, I feel worse for you, but organizing all those time zones, I just been organizing one time zone, you know, with ourselves or other people and you have to coordinate multiple time zones at the same time. That's, that must be, uh, that means quite the challenge. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially like, you know, even you and me talking like right now, it's like what afternoon or something for you. And it's like four, almost just gone past four. <laughs> So, yeah, sometimes it's like I never sleep and then some people ring me and I'm like, oh, I rang you. I'm like, yeah, I know. I saw it. It was like 1 a.m. I was sleepy. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely uh, literally on the other side of the world for me. Yeah, it's really insane. And people, you know, just talking to some people who have been supporting us through the show, like they're just really mind blown about how big the time difference is and it's like yeah it's yesterday you're in the past and future and, yeah. <laughs> but that challenges of time zones but you've also you've also been inspired by your travels so where where have you traveled to because australia australians are big travelers <laughs> yeah well you can thank my dad for that my dad's actually british so i was ah. actually um adopted into my family and i was raised by an englishman and a filipina lady but we so i lived in i was born in the philippines and then i did the first two years of my life in hong kong and then after that we did where did we go singapore and then we lived in the philippines as well and then we went to 
we moved to Adelaide in South Australia, and then I think we moved back to the Philippines. But we've kind of been like going around. So I've lived in like Mexico, China, Malaysia. Um, I lived in New Zealand for study. I studied in Germany and Laos. I was supposed to go to Africa and Latin America in 2020, but yeah, we no one's done any traveling since then. And then I've been to Fiji on volunteer. So we've been yeah, pretty much around. Yeah. That's uh, quite the travel experience and living around in different locations. You very, very diverse, very diverse. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I didn't really go to school until I was like, until we came back to Australia. Like, I went to school overseas, but it wasn't, it was never really for long. So my whole education was like the world outside. And I'm very like a observant person. So, you know, you spend a lot of time just noticing how other people live, what they do, you know, different foods and stuff. And yeah, so it was pretty much my whole like life was just about learning from other people and just physically seeing what they do. Well, I mean, there's no other education, right? Just living life and dealing with people and observing and soaking in all your experiences. That's a uh... That's an education on itself. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, when you and now when I kind of like look back and you looked at what the pandemic has actually done, like a lot of people are now are becoming more self-taught, like, you know, yeah. we threw nine, out, nine to five out the window, everything else out the window, education. And now everybody's now becoming self-taught and more observant or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, outside of the Google age where everybody can Google everything and YouTube everything. You're right. A lot of people are thinking upon themselves to be self-taught and really explore themselves and their and their interests and just the world in general. Obviously, the pandemic had uh, put a little stop on that for a while in terms of like travel experiences. But like you said, there was a lot of time to be alone at home. I myself was doing a lot of writing. I spent some time on, uh, say, primarily Twitter. So I engaged and developed the network. So there's a lot of that. Um, but you're not on Twitter. Well, you, I think you are on Twitter, actually, but you primarily use Instagram. Hey, friends, looking for something to read that touches upon various topics, including love, heartbreak, pain, depression, mental health, and concussions? Check out Turn Off the Lights, a poetry chapbook by Mr. Mike, available on Amazon. Yes, it was actually, I never used to use Instagram. It wasn't until the pandemic I actually used Instagram a lot more um, because we did, in my hometown, we had a lot of international students. So it's a really remote part of Australia, actually. And, um, you know, once the lockdown kicked in, a lot of people were panicking, they couldn't go home. And so what happened was I started doing videos in relation to what the problems were and how, you know, we can support like international students, all this sort of stuff. And so then, you know, it actually managed to get to some like organization, which is, I think is Council of International Students Australia. And then we just kind of built on from there. And so, yeah, I've pretty much been using Instagram and in Australia, we don't really use Twitter, but I've been trying to, because of the fashion stuff now, I've been trying to use Twitter, but I still don't, I still don't really understand how Twitter works. I'm kind of like, I think it's more like a, you know, writing type of website. Like it's just news and I'm like, okay, I keep flicking through and trying to research and trying to figure out how to use it. Like, okay. <laughs> a Twitter, Twitter is interesting because I, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, I have TikTok. I don't use TikTok, but it's there. 
My Instagram, I was using primarily for my poetry writing when I self-published my poetry book. And then I, I took a break from it and I said, I don't understand. I don't understand Instagram. But I have always I've been continuously using Twitter throughout the throughout the pandemic and now. And that's where that's primarily where I am. But Twitter, you're correct, is write a tweet, you know, your message your your idea, whatever you want to get out there in X amount of characters. And people have to engage in your tweet and write. So it's like a it's like chatting. It's like texting with somebody, but on Twitter constantly. And then the people make threads and they go through. But it's very um I think Twitter is very North American, even though I have a lot of people from all around the world. But like you said, it's not, I don't know, maybe it's more American than anything else. But it, um, you know, same thing with podcasting. Podcasting is very, is very consumed by, as a product consumed by Americans. So, uh, but Instagram, see, I didn't understand Instagram. Like people, they don't talk to you on Instagram. They just look at your photos. So if your photos are terrible or if you're not putting anything good out, they're not going to follow you. So there's, the, there's the big difference, right? I guess it depends on how you are. Like I noticed during the pandemic, a lot of people now are starting to be more comfortable to be on video. And so um, now people just do, you know, 60 second reels or whatever to kind of just get the message out. So it's that sort of thing. And then they changed a lot of the algorithm, but now you can kind of like make money off Instagram just for, you know, posting content and things like that. But it changes like all the time. So it's, yeah, it's really something because I think it before it was like pictures and then they were trying to push it just to videos but then there was just some debate about having pictures and videos and yeah instagram i I mean i'm gonna get there for my for my interviews i'm gonna start making images and tagging people in episodes and stuff like that but for a while instagram took a backseat for me but (laughs) i mean twitter you're you're there but you don't use it right now and instagram you have it where other are you located anywhere else on uh, social medias linktree anywhere else where people can find you yeah, I have, um, yeah, Linktree. Um, I've kind of like just started using that in literally in the pandemic. Now everything's so, so virtual. And then I'm on Facebook and where else is there? I think, I think that's it. Yeah. I, but otherwise I do have all those ones that you just mentioned. And then, yeah, that's pretty much where we are. <laughs> yeah. And, and on your Linktree, I, I have actually have your Linktree open right now. And you have a bunch of links there. So like your beautiful, beautiful, diverse Facebook page, you're on this show, uh, all kinds of stuff. So what, what's on your uh, link tree that so everybody can know? Um, well, I actually have four Instagram accounts. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. One's like a personal account, which is just like modeling. And then the other one is uh, for the fashion brand. And the other one was basically. We created it at the start of the pandemic, which was, it's called, it's called You Matter because like in, with the whole international students and everything that went to lockdown, it was like, they felt they didn't matter. So I kind of need to work a bit more on that one because that's also kind of like university related. And then the other one's just for travel. But, you know, within the whole pandemic, I think I've been featured in like New Zealand, Malaysia, the Philippines, uh, Canada now, uh, the States. Um, I think we're, yeah, we're pretty much 
pretty much everywhere, the Middle East. So it's, it's been pretty crazy. And it's like, it's really amazing though, I think just to see what is actually going on, you know, in the pandemic, because I think, you know, for so long people weren't, weren't sure what's actually happening here or there, but, you know, just being able now to connect with people. And, and now they've got like, you know, Facebook groups where you can, you know, link with people. And it's like pretty much a safe zone because you've got to answer certain questions or, you know, they check and all this sort of stuff. Stuff. So it's been pretty, pretty good that way. But yeah, I think I've got like a lot of my stuff either relates to like, um, uh, what is it like activism, um, humanitarian stuff. There's, you know, things to do with fashion. So it's basically a, kind of like a bit of a mixture, you know, mainly to do with like the community and fashion. Yeah. So you got to make sure that later you got to send me all your social media links and all your Instagrams, everything. So after when I put it in a nice profile, it's going to go on the webpage so people can access you and find you and everywhere you are. Sure. That right. sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Because then I'm going to link all the episodes to everybody I've interviewed. So this way, if you have something to offer, somebody wants to get into contact you for different things, at least it'll be a little bit easier. So fashion, studying health, and what else do you do in your spare time besides traveling? Ah, my spare time. I love to dance. Like we... I dance and sing. So, I mean, apart from being just, yeah, just love music or sometimes just go for a walk and just sit in nature or whatever. So it's that kind of thing. But I think, yeah, you know, with the, with the pandemic, I've kind of, I mean, I've always been a well-rounded person. I think that was pretty much just how I grew up when my dad was always that big risk taker was like, yeah, go on, go do this, go do that. Whereas, you know, culturally for my mom, she was kind of like, why are you doing that? Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, with my dad, it's like, yeah, just go and explore, go do whatever, you know, just don't hurt anybody along the way, you know? So as long as it's no criminal activity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, otherwise, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And um, now since, because of the whole fashion thing, I just um, do, what do you call it? Recycled fashion. So, you know, in the fashion business, we're always, we produce so much waste. And I think now during the pandemic, everybody's starting to, to understand, you know, how the environment works, what's happened to our planet. Like we're, you know, getting weather that, used to happen almost 10 years ago, you know, just because of the whole shutdown. So we've been doing a lot of things like recycling fashion. So I basically take clothes that aren't, that don't fit me anymore or some of the clothes that people have donated and we just turn it into like a bag or a scrunchie or whatever. So pretty much reusing the fabric. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, there's a big, there's a big market for that in general because how many, how much clothes that people waste or throw away? They're like, ah, oh, this doesn't fit me. Instead of donating it or recycling the material, they kind of throw it away and it wears end up in a landfill. So that's a, that's a great, uh, that's a great idea to recycle clothes and material. Yeah, it's just become like, it's really, it's really interesting. You know, the pandemic has just taught us so much about caring for the environment and, you know, the situ the problems that, you know, that people are having in the environment. So it's been like a, a real big game changer, especially like in the fashion business. Cause before it was like, oh, there's all these products. You got to buy this or buy that. But now people are starting to, you know, realize that people don't have money now. Like it's just pretty much turned us into a whole recession and people are sort of like well what else can we do so yeah I, I recycle all my old t-shirts i take them i cut the sleeves off and then i put 
bunch of holes of them and I use them to do, you know, work outside and renovations. I have t-shirts from like 20 years ago. I still use them. Oh, cool. That's cool. That's yeah. useful. Yeah. Uh, uh, this way I don't have to go buy stuff, but you know, that's uh, that. Then if I have something that really doesn't fit me, well, I'll give it to my father and he reuses it. But there, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to ask. You said you're uh, you've you've lost your hearing, fifty percent of your hearing in both ears a couple of years ago. What happened? I don't know if it's because I like I love music, like love music. I can't, you know, I always have to listen to it. But I don't know if it's also because I work in events. I used to be um, a wedding planner, you know, just for friends. But I worked at you know concerts, worked for a lot of. Pacific Island of Music artist through a friend. And I used to do things like, it was it hospitality. So I did like uh, V8 supercars, those type of things. So all those, all those loud sounds. But I think it wasn't until I moved to New Zealand. I did two years. And in New Zealand, New Zealand is very, it's earthquake prone. So it's just that, yeah, you never know when's going to happen. But I think I got like a lot of ringing like in my ears. So it just kept going and it wouldn't stop. And then I got it checked. And then, yeah, they, and then when I moved back to Australia, they, I got it checked as well. And then they basically said, yeah, you, you already lost like 50%. And I was like, and I think it took a real toll on me because it was just kind of like, you know, I wanted to do so many different things, wanted to, you know, and I think it was just that thing where I kind of felt like, oh, now I have a disability. People kind of look at you different because of my age. Um, in Australia, I don't meet the qualifications to get funding for hearing aids. So we mm. had raised money to, so basically um, a pair is about 3000 Wow. Yeah. And then the higher um, the the price is, the better quality it is. So, for example, sometimes when I sit in the car and someone talks to me, I can't actually hear what they're saying at the front of the car. So, and I just be sitting in the back. We're not even that far away. So, you know, when I think it, it's kind of interesting, some people, when we did raise money for it, they're like, oh, you can hear me. I'm like, yeah, because you're kind of just standing in front of me. But if you're speaking to me on the other side of the room, I wouldn't have a clue what you're saying. And so, you know, the funding here was basically only for kids or for elderly people. And I was in the middle. And even though I did try to apply for some government support, it was basically just because of my age, but also because I didn't, even though I've lost 50%, I didn't actually meet the criteria. You had to be at least 60 or 70% worse to even get like that funding. Yeah. So it was pretty like, okay. And then I, I think it's, it's taken me time to kind of just get used to, you know, uh, because sometimes people think you're, you're a little bit crazy. Because I remember when I first put them in, I was like, oh, my God, what's that sound? What is that? Is that like, you know, which is really interesting because as a kid, I had really good hearing. Like we were living in Mexico at the time and the TV was on, but I could hear my parents speak in the kitchen, which is like down the hall. And then, you know, my dad was like, oh, this is a private conversation. I was like, I can hear you anyway. And he's like, well, what did we say? So I told him, it was like, oh, okay. So, you know, which is, which kind of sucks at the same time because I could pretty much hear everybody's conversation, but yeah, no. So I'm hoping um, it'll it'll change because I've been going to the chiropractor and I had been reading, and I know some uh, clients from the chiropractor had basically had a similar problem that they had been getting a realignment done and they managed to get the hearing back. So I don't know exactly how true that is, but I guess it depends on the person. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, it can get it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
For sure, yeah. I'm, I've never heard of that, though. Chiro- chiropractor, maybe something's out of alignment. Hey, if you do it and it works, you let me know because that's amazing. If it if it does if it does truly work, sure. <laughs> so, health student, fashion des- shoe fashion designer, well traveled, and you're on Instagram and you have four Instagrams. But what we're gonna do is you'll send me all your links and then that so everybody can follow you and check out what you're doing because you're doing some amazing things. Showcasings in February, so we'll try to uh, actually because you're on Instagram, you'll let me know. I was thinking about it. You'll let me know. I'll share it on Instagram. My Instagram is uh, is not super big and everything like that, but my Twitter is. You'll let me know, and then I'll share it on Twitter, and I'll try to uh, I'll I'll share everything with Twitter when you do your uh, your fashion week in February. You just gotta let me know in advance because I will forget. Yeah, for sure. You can teach me. I'll teach you how to use Instagram and you can teach me how to use Twitter because I was like, I know it's definitely a big thing. And my friend who was from Saudi had lived in the um, lived in the States and he was like, oh, yeah, Twitter's like a big, big deal. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to work on my on my Twitter because even with this fashion show, because we were supposed to do it, you know, in a few weeks. We, I also got into L.A. Fashion Week and um, Sustainability Fashion Week in Chicago. So, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of new things coming in yeah uh, twitter twitter is the place to be if you want to do stuff in the states that's exactly what it is about and instagram is i guess the entire world but there you go francis i always give everybody the final words if um they want to do a plug if they have any any um anything powerful they want to say at the end uh, to let the, the listeners know i always i always give the uh the guests the final words so what do you got for us oh well there not, you go yeah not to put you on the spot but you know yeah, final words. Yeah. I think I think really, you know, with everything that I'm doing, I think it's really sort of a thing to say to people, no matter what you're going through or what it is you want to do in life, you know, you should ju- just keep going because, I mean, it's taken me literally 10 years to even have a physical shoe product. And, you know, between, you know, what we had been trying to do in the last few months for the New York show is basically we lifted this up and it's now like a global and local thing. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. We've only just been, you know, planning a lot of it in the last five, six months. And it's just kind of like, whoa, what's, what's happening? So there's a few, a few big things coming out so um yeah i think really you know especially to young people you know just uh, just keep going like you know even though you fail just just try again just get up and go yeah because i think you know in the pandemic it's really taught us that we really you know, we never know how much time we really have or how much time people we know have or even ourselves so it's really just just go for it yeah don't feel failure go for it those are strong words. I think that would resonate a lot with a lot of people. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, definitely will. <laughs> uh, Francis, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, and I wish you nothing but the best. And you're going to let me know what happens for Fashion Week and, and for your uh, showcasing in February. And we're just going to share that with everybody. And I'm going to tag you in your episode when it comes out during the year. No worries. Thank you so much. I hope you have a good afternoon. My, me too. And I hope you get a, get a little nap in now. I think what, it's 4.30 now am over there. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. 4.33. <laughs> 4.33. Go take... Go get, go back to bed. Go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, and it's Monday here, so. <laughs> oh, we're Sunday, right? We're so. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Mr. Mike podcast. Wrong answers only. We're going to continue bringing you exceptional interviews with awesome guests. 
Don't forget to follow us on social media, Mr. Mike MTL, Wrong Answers MTL on Twitter, Wrong Answers MTL on Instagram. Check out our website, www.mrmikemtl.com, for all podcast episodes, past, present, blog posts. We also have an affiliate partnership with writeme.ai. Check out our Twitch link, which is on our webpage. We'll be doing Twitch streaming in the future. Also, we have a merchandise shop provided by The Fourth Wall that is on our website as well. So feel free to check out some of our merchandise with Mr. Mike logos, some apparel, some mugs. Again, your donations and support are appreciated. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, we have two waiting lists. Go to the website, fill out a guest profile. If you have any questions, use the contact form or message us on social media. Don't forget, share, download, like, retweet. Tell your friends and family. Tell the people on the street. Tell the people at the grocery stores, at the gym, at work. Thank you, friends, for tuning in. We will see you next time.